All right, let's talk some preseason football, Jake. Oh, wait, I have my mic around backwards. Good start. Good start. Mike is facing the correct direction. Yeah, I can hear you now. I, I was actually excited to just talk over you without any audio interference whatsoever. Um, who actually won the game last night? Uh, you know what's funny is the Chiefs did, and oh. at the end of the story, I was like, oh, also, uh, the Chiefs won 19-16. to 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the only reason I know that, because I watched about two and a half quarters and then sort of zoned out. Uh, <laughs> I, liter- I literally uh, went to the corner of the Levi Stadium press box at halftime to just sort of write and just get a bunch of stuff out so that I could go and actually do postgame okay, and... After the game, Josh Dubov, the AP, came up and he's like, man, you were all over the field tonight. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, Dieter this, Dieter that. And it took me a, a solid couple of minutes to realize that oh. Garrick Dieter of the Kansas City Chiefs was making a, a ton of plays in the second half last night when uh, all the scrubs came That's in, true. So. You know, I took a photo of that guy pregame because I was going to send it to you and then uh, I forgot. So crazy times, you know? <laughs> Thank, thank goodness that guy exists. Otherwise, what the hell would we talk about? Uh, right. Trey Lance. I've watched it now twice. Uh, I think you've watched it now twice, both in person and now uh, okay, yeah. on the on. I was going to say I've only rewatched it once. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we, we have watched it, not rewatched, but I have watched once and rewatched or seen for the first time in some cases because Lord knows uh, television is sometimes more informative than actually being at the game. Uh uh, let's just loosely throw out some impressions. What what was your what was your takeaway having o- now overall, ingested it twice? Overall, pretty good. Um, uh, you know, five for fourteen. Like, don't count numbers. It's like it's like training camp numbers. <laughs> like, it's not really worth much. Um, three drives, basically four stalled because people didn't make catches, which you know maybe could have gotten wow. some momentum, wow. made him feel Were comfortable. There some drops. Good lord! Uh, Holy shit! Get Richie James Special- off the roster. Special teams and wide receivers, just garbage last night. Yep. Absolute trash. And then, you know, by the time they took uh, McGlinchey and Brunskill and uh, Lake and Tomlinson out, things mm-hmm. got real dicey. And yet, yeah, Lance, you know, he missed some things. Um, you know, there, there, there's one throw where he took a hit behind. Yep. Should have got rid of it earlier. There were a couple checkdowns to Wayne Gallman that he missed. Um, but again, you know, he's also getting pressured at a speed that he probably shouldn't get pressured at. Um, you know, and so he got a little jittery for sure. Um, and you know, there's some mistakes to correct, but it's also something where it's like, did we all like forget that like this is how it was gonna go? Like it was gonna be a little jittery. Like he's this guy hasn't child. played football in two years. He's 21 right. years old. Like right. it was always going to be the next two preseason. This was like getting his sea legs basically. Mm-hmm. Just get out there, don't die. He, he got sacked four times, so he almost did, I guess. Um, right. But like, he, just get your legs underneath you, and then the next two games will sort of, I think, be more—I don't know—more accurate assessments, but maybe more useful. Here, here was the biggest and most interesting stat I saw last night. It comes from Nathan Janky of PFF. So uh, clearly, he's just taking to football for the first time, given how PFF tweets these days. <laughs> um, Jimmy Garoppolo's a dot average depth of target last night was a yard and a, yard point three. A, a yard and a foot. Trey Lance's a dot was 11 and a half yards. And that was the biggest takeaway I had. The drops were egregious. He made some questionable throws. Um, you know, there's a drop. There was an alligator arm play by Richie James. I'm with you hundred percent. I, I just don't even know what he can do now moving forward to make this team because that tape is going to be indelibly seared. And in real, real quick on that. Uh, he's the only player I don't think I've seen him make a play in the receiving core where I, I don't think I have like one note where I was like, oh, nice play, Richie James. Like, right. maybe no, he's yeah. had one or two in camp, but like he can, he's arguably had the worst camp out of any wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, I've noticed that from Watkins. Um, and Craycraft has been fine but craft like, does some things where i'm like oh he he has so many almost catches you know yeah no like he's yeah he, he's an absolute fringe nfl player like he'll only play late in the season if shit has gone horribly wrong for a team like he deserves to be in the nfl in that circumstance right beyond that it, it gets tricky um 
So like, and then I, I agree with you. I agree with your assessment. He got a little bit shaky, got a little bit jittery. Uh, the offensive line wasn't doing him any favors, but my stance has been clear with stuff like that. You're the most talented player on the field, make plays. And uh, is it necessarily fair? Probably not, but tough. Break. No, it's a little, it's a little unfair, but I also respect where you're coming from. And I think once it gets to, to real, you know, regular season game time, I'm completely with you. 22 guys who are going to be on this 53 man roster didn't play last night. So mm. to to say it's one for one, even with that, you know, right. the, the first series of the game or whatever, like it is bullshit. I mean, it's just not. But um, what we saw from Trey Lance last night is what is necessary to win the NFL in 2021. And look no further than the opponent. The Niners played sort of. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have changed what's necessary. I once during the Super Bowl said that Patrick Mahomes is like Steph Curry in that there's nothing that he can't do. He is jaw dropping. He gets you excited to watch football, all this stuff. And sure enough, he was in both of these most recent Super Bowls. Uh, he was incredible in his loss to, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what Steph Curry did was he totally changed the formula of how you win basketball games because the three point shot was obviously always more valuable than the two-point shot, but it wasn't until Curry stretched the floor the way that he stretched the floor in addition to shooting at such a high percentage from beyond the arc that it became a necessity. And teams like the Houston Rockets and others basically sold out and decided, hey, we were only shooting threes. It's threes or shots at the rim. And it wasn't until Curry showed him that it was possible to win with that many three-pointers and shit like that until he changed the calculus that people locked in on what was so obvious. It was just this revelation, right? It was was just Steph Curry starts doing shit like this, and he's not the first guy to shoot threes, and he's certainly you know not the last. But just the light bulb went off for everybody. Like, why are we working so fucking hard to lose when we can just be doing what Stephen Curry's doing and win? It's the same thing that's happening in baseball. Why are we trying to hit a bunch of singles? Yeah, why are we watching? Oh, sorry. What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Why why is this game four hours long? No, it's like... It's it's like... why are you trying to get ground balls to your infield? Just strike the fucker out. Find whatever you do, whatever you can to strike the dude out. And if you walk them, that's fine, but strike dudes out. And when you're at the plate, either walk, strike out, or hit a fucking homer. Like that's it. Because why are we trying to keep the line going? Why, why are you trying to do 10 things right in a row when you can just do one thing really right once? And that is the formula. Same thing to Curry, Major League Baseball. We are in an analytics age, and the analytics age in football is manifested and it on says, the field. And it says, fling that shit. Exactly. It says, push that motherfucker down the field. Tom Brady was third in the NFL in average depth of target last year. He adjusts, man. He adjusts. You think Tom Brady knows what the fuck he's doing? I think he does, too. Right. Dink and, and dunk is fucking over. And folks, it has been over. Push the ball down the fucking field. I don't care if you complete 50% of your passes, because you get the one. You get the cheap points. Everything is the Big 12. And you can't win in the Big 12 with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And so, folks, Dieter made a really nice analogy comparing multiple sports, really giving some wide-ranging, you know, sort of open-eyed, clear perspective on, you know, Lance and and how the game is changing and why he's important. But what it comes down to is he's just built different. Uh, clapping emojis. I hope you guys are getting the visual tweet. Uh, maybe the little smoke at the nose emoji. Yeah. Just is, little, is he, yeah, is little he bicep tough? curl arm. Is he uh, tough? That guy's just yeah, but <laughs> it's um, it, it, listen. No, and, he, and Jimmy looked good, different. right? Like that's the thing. Jimmy yeah. looked good, but like you can't win in the modern NFL if you have to consistently do ten things okay, right so to score a touchdown. Let me make a distinction there. You can win, um, but so that's, th- oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So but it's really hard, <laughs> right? The thing is, the recipe to win the Super Bowl is that you need to be the healthiest team. Like throughout, your defense needs to be absolutely elite you need to have a ton of unbelievable skill position players which Mm -hmm. to be fair the 49ers probably have both those uh you also need elite offensive line play which uh their first team offensive line looks pretty good i don't know if i would put them in elite category yeah they're above average though i think that Um, i mean they have arguably the best left and you need great schemes so in one aspect you could say okay well you know maybe they could put it together and it's but it is something where it's like okay yeah you could have like an nba perfect storm thing where like the bucks kind of they didn't coast to the finals but they kind of did 
Um, you know, know. like they, they they had to fight really hard with the right, Mets. right. But like, what I'm saying is, you know, there's so many injuries that all these NBA right. teams yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. They, where they, things it, got, they won the game of attrition, right? And so there's like one perspective where it's like, if 49ers are just the healthiest team in the Super Bowl, do you really fucking think that's going to happen? No. That's the thing. It's like they could win the Super yeah. Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo if they're the, whole, the healthiest team they by the time they get talent. there. Yes. But indeed. the problem is like that recipe is like it's relying on sort of outside uh, factors. It's relying Whereas with on Lance, sh- you control everything. It's relying on the one thing that the 49ers, no matter what, can't do because they apparently built Levi's Stadium on top of a Native American burial ground or something. Like, Yeah, it, it is just, insane if you really They were injured back. in 2019. I'm trying to find uh, what site it's it bonkers. is. It's fucking bonkers. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's just not going to happen. We're already seeing it. I do love everybody today. You know, Kyle Shanahan did his postgame conference call, basically just updating on injuries, according yep. to you. And uh, everyone's like, can't believe this fucking start of injury season again. It's like you guys realize they play professional murder ball, right? Like, <laughs> like their job is to kill. <laughs> Dude, it's it is awesome. I do. I also just I love the takes coming out. Oh, so um, many takes! It's just you got to start Lance right now. Uh, you no, you can't start Lance. Uh, mostly just that, but just just the conviction that people have, and just sort of the like manic behavior on display Ooh, over good last word. good word. Yeah, you know, last like three hours of of the game, just oh. It's awesome, man. It's it's just great to see people. Everyone's collectively out of their mind mm-hmm. because they're excited about this kid who's 21 yeah. and has literally as great of a, a skill set as any quarterback in this league. And I literally am including Mahomes. Yeah, um, he has the same sort of base traits. Uh, he's clearly really intelligent. I mean, so I do want to I do want to say one thing like Patrick Mahomes right. arm is fucking incredible. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's that's fair. Mahomes Mahomes has as easier like, strength. Like yeah. It doesn't it feels like Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball 80 yards on a dot without moving his feet. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like I know he can't, but like if that were to happen I'd be like that's Mahomes for it. And you. I love that he does it where he's just like backing up and he'll throw like a 70-yard yeah. pass across the field. I love it. He's that. unbelievable. But I mean, it's, it's But again, like once you see Patrick Mahomes you just go like of course. That's what we had going on with Jimmy in that, that 2019, especially last year, too, where we're just like... What are we doing here? What are we, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you're playing adequate football. And Kyle Shanahan... You know what? Credit to Kyle Shanahan, because Kyle Shanahan is like the master of my scheme will beat anybody. I'm the smartest person alive, all this shit. And he looked he looked at the situation and basically said, like, ah, fuck. I guess we're going to have to go out and get a quarterback that can win us games. And it's so interesting, right? Like... I'm a firm believer that the two most important things in in football are head coach and quarterback, and that when we talk about greatness, we're combining the two, and that you really can't win a Super Bowl unless you have the head coach and you have the quarterback. Right. um, I know that there are examples would be like, what about Joe Flacco? Well, Joe Flacco was fucking incredible for one year, and then uh, the devil came for the bill has been slinging the ball in this preseason (laughs) and by the way yeah joe flacco has one been slinging the ball in the preseason and was slanging it with that ravens team and also the rules have changed like dramatically and the ability to go over the middle now unless you're richie james is just taken for granted whereas that used to be no go that used to be no man's land and you if you need to know how much the game has changed in the last five years in the nfl just look at what middle linebackers look like Five years ago, and look at Fred Warren. That's that's what I was talking about with Johnny Holland. Is like, you, like that two hundred. Like Patrick Willis doesn't exist anymore. No, uh, no in no, the no. NFL, he might like, be able to because he was such a super freak. But he'd oh, weigh yeah. twenty five pounds less. Yeah, but it's like you got to cover like a motherfucker to play in the NFL now. What was that thing I sent you yesterday? Like NFL.com had the best coverage guys in the. F- National Football League. Oh yeah, and like, Warner ranked fourth. It was among every player. <laughs> it was all corners. Player. It was all corners. All these elite corners that you're like, oh yeah, that guy's really good. That guy's really good. And then number four, Fred Warner. Just it's co- completely changed the fucking game. And oh yeah, he's pretty good at the other stuff too. Yeah, he's uh, pretty good, man. Um, also, sorry, Jonas Griffith. Track. No, Jonas Griffith. By the way, played really well in the middle linebacker like position. I love that guy. I'm glad that was one guy. You know, sometimes I love we're Jonas. in on guys where. Oh. Also, 
our Charlie Warner takes not looking so bad from the start. He looked he looked all right. He's looking better. <laughs> Didn't we say that Charlie Warner? Haven't we was, said that Charlie Warner's been yes, shit for like two yes, years now? Yes. Were no, you doing origi- sarcasm? I'm saying our original take was that, ah, we're oh, back. Charlie Warner. This <laughs> is, folks, by the way, this is the all-time grift. You say early on a player <laughs> might be something special. Then they start playing terribly, uh, and you ignore the context of a limited preseason uh, and just say, oh, they're shit, their career's over. And then you circle back and say, hey, we were right originally. So yeah. all, he needed was, all he needed was a full training camp and a real give preseason. Give us credit. Clap, yeah. Clapping emoji. Again. Every every single every single ounce of Charlie. Charlie Warner looked great, like legitimately awesome. And um, yeah, there was part. I, I, I kind of went through both ranges of emotions. One, uh, happy for him in general, because uh, it was looking pretty rough there for a minute. And then two, like, uh I've said some stuff. And yeah, then three, but, but it going also back and being like, and yes. I said that that was the dude. So right. it all comes. Here's around. the thing: is though uh, John Lynch was talking about it with Warner, like <laughs> yeah. on the broadcast last night, where he's like, "Yeah, last year, Charlie, uh, it was that was the energy." So it was. We were probably a little premature to to sort of count him out, but at the same time, he looked horrible last year. He really did, uh, and it's hard to know how much to like to credit like the limited preseason and how much to say, Oh, this guy just doesn't have it. I mean, he's not a crazy athlete. So you're dealing with, there's always going to be a, a, a curve. Can we also talk about how Jawan Jennings might be the greatest wide receiver in the history of the NFL relative to athleticism? Dude, I love him. And Shanahan was raving about him today on, What's on the not conference to love? call. What's not to love. He was awesome. He has always been awesome, but like, the dude is basically an invalid according to his combine testing results, and I, yet he just goes out there and makes things happen. Was he? Did he have his legs amputated and then reinstated before the draft? Like what the hell? I don't. I don't really understand. I would assume his combine stats are a little worse than in reality, but he's not an elite athlete by any stretch of the imagination. No. Uh, and I really need to talk to like Adam Peters or one of these front office guys about like. Like Can fuck? you explain him? Like, I don't understand what I'm seeing. <laughs> how is this happening? Like, just how is this happening? I don't understand it. But he's going to make the team for one reason and one reason. Well, now there's probably many reasons. But initially for one reason and one reason alone, which is they love to run that bubble screen, that kind of all out screen right. to him on the sideline. And it's, it's, especially with Lance, they love right. it. And it's the a other great reason- play. It was like 11 yards a pop. The other reason is he blocks. That's the one thing God Shanahan mentioned immediately, as he said. Uh, he dug out those safeties, quote unquote. And that's something where it's like when Shanahan's really excited about like a receiver, he talks vapors. about the blocking. Um, and like that's himself. how you make a team. Like yeah. just be like a lunatic who's like trying to murder the third string safety. <laughs> yeah, you know, for another team. You send know, that, send that dude back to retail. Yes, that's, that's that should be your goal every time you're out there. Um, who wasn't good? I think we can start with Jalen Moore, uh, who is now injured. Nope, you're talking about Aaron Banks. Aaron That's, Banks is injured. Aaron Banks is injured. Jalen Moore played poorly. Both of them I, played poorly. I'll honestly. have to look back on them. Uh, they had, yeah, there there were some some bad moments, but I, I didn't remember. They babies. They babies. That's, that's we'll kind of my that's my overall takeaway right now. Yeah, I haven't loved what I've seen from Jalen Moore at tackle, and and Shanahan said the reason that he's only been playing tackle as opposed to guard is because they have no tackles, which is why you see Tom Compton mm. playing tackle, and because mm. there is no depth in the NFL, and the offensive line play has only been getting worse. So it's not like you can just, I guess you know that's why Jason Peters keeps getting signed, and he's forty five years old now. So you know how I was talking about how basically the spread offense has taken over all of the NFL because that's the natural progression of football and life. It took over at the high school level and then it became inescapable at the college level to the point where every team in the SEC is running the same spread shit now when they were holding out and holding out and holding out. And now it's just ubiquitous and now we're getting air raid at the NFL level and you have to push it 20 yards down the field and the big 12 of all that. Uh, also coming along with that is really shitty offensive line play. Oh yeah, man. It's so, uh, what do you think it is? Is it just? I guess defensive linemen have been progressing better and come out of college more ready, and offensive linemen athletes. come out of college and they like don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it is also unfair because they're basically the same size, but they're twice as athletic, and you're going backwards. So inevitably, like they already have an advantage against you in that they're going forward. 
you're going backwards. I'm explaining what offensive line play is. Well, they're uh, going, in case they're no going one has ever watched football before. Intensely backwards. Uh, I think that, I mean, if we really wanted to boil it down, and this isn't narcissistic at all, it's why Dieter Kurtenbach, six foot nine, 310 pounds at his, <laughs> at his peak, is yeah. not an offensive lineman. And why you any, got scholarships to some schools. Yeah, they were just handing them out in the streets to your They're boy, like, we know you can't play, but you're so tall. I mean, I could play a little. I just didn't like it. And that's the right. thing. They didn't make offensive line fun. And instead, it just it was this like chore. And like, basically, my response was, I don't need this shit. Like, this isn't fun. Like, it's just not fun to play it. I'm not crazy. I don't have the crazy. I straight up don't. I mean, I'm crazy in other ways, but like, I don't need to take out aggression onto some defensive end or defensive tackle uh, to get my kicks. Like, so I don't know. Fat boys of America just haven't been so enticed as to play football. Uh, Is there a a membership card for that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you carry it around on your gut all the time um <laughs> it's just like it's like one of those like dating meet and greet things a sticker that you just yeah. put on your belly the fat boys of america yeah no they i have triple a and a fat boys of america membership they'll bring me a chalupa a chalupa anytime i really need it um mm. it's it, yeah they, they have a real fucking issue and i would say hey they need to go out on the market and get themselves some more depth at offensive line but guess what it's like the trade deadline in baseball everyone's looking for a relief pitcher I mean, there's like nine good ones. That's, so I feel like it's that's nice something, that the Niners have a couple in the starting lineup. That's something. Didn't the Chiefs do that where they signed a million offensive linemen? And it's like let's just stack depth there. I think that's uh, what they that's what they did this past off season yes. where they they basically punted Fisher, uh, and that was the big story with the the Chiefs media contingent who I spent a little bit of time with last night. Like they were really interested in the offensive line because I think they revamped four out of five spots there and they wanted to go too deep. Um, but they also got Orlando Brown, who's like a really good offensive lineman that the Ravens right. didn't want to pay. So, yeah, that's that's something that I wonder. Maybe you just trade away like a fifth round draft pick. I think the Patriots do that every year where they, they send away like a that's isn't that how they got a. What's his face? They got Trent. They got Trent Brown that way. Once. What did they give then, up for him? Nothing. Wasn't it like almost a, nothing? Kyle like wanted them out of town so bad. Right? Kyle yeah. was so over him, and then guess what? The Patriots got over him, and then the Ra- Raiders, because this is what the Raiders do. They never apparently call anybody uh, to actually do free agency. They sign him, and now they're sick of him. And it's like it's almost as if this guy doesn't have a great work ethic. Um, right. It's almost as if anytime he's outside of the facility, he balloons up to 460 pounds. And I'm not even exaggerating that because he's. Hey, folks, we've all been there. I mean, I've been close. Um, it is. Uh, and if I have a few more of these Park Street Pale Ales from Alameda Island Brewing, I might, I might Ooh, get there soon. Damn it. Um, I don't have a beer on me right now. I'm not strapped. I was t- I was mm. told I was told that in order to be a 49ers podcast, you have to be very beer forward. That, that's that was the. Uh, that was the official message that came out of San You Rose talk recently. for about 30 seconds about something, and I'm going to go get a beer. Oh, boy, can I? Let's talk about Let's the offensive line Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll play. be right back. Uh, the lack of Alex Mack last night was um, obviously an issue, but that's something that you expect. You get Trent Williams in there. He's going to be incredible on the left side. Uh, I think that their starting offensive line, all things considered, is going to be just A-OK. The issue that this team has with offensive line is that Dan Brunskill, who is also their starting right guard, is going to be their backup center. And he's also the top string, second string, whatever the hell you want to call it. He's also their backup tackle. So if Dan Brunskill goes down, has a tweak, anything, this team is deeply fucked. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I'm glad you got um, in on that. I mean, we've talked about that before. Like the the Brunskill factor. Like who knew that Dan Brunskill was the most important player on the San Francisco? Dude, 49ers? I mean, that's. I talked to Chris Furster about that, and I was like, "So, are you not like stressed about the fact that like you're you have one backup for every position, and he's your starting right guard?" And he's like. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of wish it wasn't that way, but it is that way. <laughs> I like how his voice went up there. By the way, by the way, uh, yeah, that, that is not how Chris Furster sounds. He's actually a delightful man to talk to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is something where I think they would prefer it if that was not how it is. But he just like, that is so bizarre because like you look at the rest of their depth and it's like, oh, you have no one else that you can like. They have no they have other some, centers. They have some mm-hmm. names. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, like Hronis Grasu is going to get a call here. I, I just I, I find it hard to believe he won't. 
Yeah, but now they got, they got to do cut downs. They got to get to eighty five uh, tomorrow. Well, I, think that, I think that might be pretty easy, given what we saw in some cases. That's yesterday. true. That's true. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, one of them it'll probably be a wave injure thing, and then he'll go to practice squad. Austin mm-hmm. Watkins. I yeah. know a lot of people were excited about him, but just I like heard a he quick... got reps with the first team. So just a quick reality check. I get why people were excited about him. He looked really good at the Senior Bowl. Jesus uh, Christ, he's been in the league for eight years. Austin Watkins? What are you talking about? Oh, that's an R, not an eight. <laughs> Who? What are you looking at right now? I'm looking at one of the schedule, or one of the rosters that Peter gave us like two weeks ago. God. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Six foot three out of Alabama and Birmingham. I'm pretty sure we bring this up on every uh, single podcast. What I was trying to say <laughs> is he's been in the league for eight years. It's like God, God damn. I don't even know if you put him on practice squad. You only get five. Okay. Well, uh, what I was trying to say uh, is that. He's not done much to to show that he deserves a roster spot. But he worked um, with the first team. I know a lot of people were excited, and I get it. He and that's not to say like he might, you know, not turn into a productive player. Um, it takes some players a couple years. Like maybe he sticks on the practice squad, gets a shot. Um, but he, it's not like he's had a camp where you're like, holy shit, Austin Watkins. I've seen him make like maybe two catches. And again, I'm not just trying to shit on the guy, but I have not seen him do really anything, and he was not yeah. going to make this roster. Um, so I'm, you know, just trying to be realistic about it. Um, but it actually, you know, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Uh, actually, that's pretty bad foot injuries for wide receivers. That's rough. But I, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was thinking. I for a second, I thought it was like a foot tweak, and they could just get him on a practice squad easily. But yeah, it's no injury is a good thing. Um, what else? It, what else are you thinking about from that game? Hufanga, what'd you think, dude? He's. What did I text you the other night? Didn't I say motherfucker? Wasn't I, I, think I, I think I think I think I was a little drunk. I may have taken. Uh, <laughs> I may have taken an edible, uh, and I think I texted you about Hufanga, and I was like, "This guy is it." <laughs> Wait, yeah, I definitely, I definitely texted you that. I'm looking for the for the message. I don't um, know if if he's it. But given the circumstances, they'll take a, like a guy, not the guy, but a guy, and he is a guy. Like, he was, he was was adequate. He he needs to continue to progress, but like, right. He might as well start him week one one. all pro, but like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be like an all pro. No, but but what my thing is like. When I'm watching practice, like I don't see him making mistakes, and a lot of it is like we're not all that focused on safeties. But the thing <laughs> is, like when you turn around and like somebody makes a wide open catch, you're never like, "Oh, Hufanga was in the area." There, there have been a couple mistakes for sure, but like, yeah, he's for never a rookie, got. And for a guy who like we were worried about his coverage ability, I haven't seen him make all that many coverage mistakes, uh, and that's a pretty big deal. Uh, he also just plays with like he translates happiness into uh, crazy anger on the field. Yeah, he's got uh, that. He's got that. It's, George Kittle. It's beautiful to watch. Where like he plays with like he's playing with joy, but he's also just running around like a maniac trying to kill people, and he yeah. does it pretty well. He's um, a lunatic person. So I think you know the fact that like they almost had too many safeties uh, before we knew Marcel Harris was going to be a linebacker before Tarverius Moore uh, hurt himself. Um, before uh, what's his face? Someone else got injured. Uh, yeah, Tart, Tart Tart got hurt. Tart's injured. Um, you got Tony Jefferson out. Tony Jefferson's yeah. They suddenly have no safeties. Um, I mean, you're dealing with Tavon Wilson, who legitimately has looked good, but is a 10 year NFL veteran who has never really started. So this right. is probably not the. And year we haven't for him. seen anything from HaHa Clinton Dix yet, so it's like well, we Kufanga have. It just has so, not yeah. been very encouraging. One it's practice, been one day, yeah. not bueno. And it's like all of a sudden, like Hufanga is like a pretty crucial player for you. Like, yeah, like he's like the Dan Brunskill of the secondary right now. Dude, he is. Um, I love that. I love that we're making that a thing. The Dan Brunskill God, of God bless Dan Brunskill. By the way, I mean he's right. playing in the Association of American Football League that I forgot existed until about forty-five minutes ago. Uh, and- the American Athletic Conference. Thank you very much. <laughs> is that what it was called? Yes, the AAC, baby. He was on the San Diego fleet along with uh, the DeMontre Moore. The AAC is like with Houston and UCF. Like the AAC is like an actual collegiate athletic conference. Wait, wait, no. Maybe I'm wrong here. You're talking about American. the American. I'm talking about the American Association of Professional Football. Wait, we're both wrong here. I think we're both wrong. What was the name of the team? The San Diego Fleet? It was fleet? the San Diego Fleet. The AAF. AAF. The AAF. Okay. 
Listen, Math. folks. Yeah, it went they, out. It, they was, were, it was. It turned yeah. out. Get this, a Ponzi scheme. Dude, that never happens with those breakoff leagues. They, dude, it's like you hear about them, and there's the always alliance. an article that's that like, was, maybe was this al- one's gonna work out. It's like it was the okay. alliance of American football. It, yeah, uh, went bankrupt in like a year, and it was apparently based in San Francisco, California. It was actually, I wonder. It was, to be fair, out of all of the leagues, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, the XFL was. Did, did the XFL come back for a year, or is it supposed the to XFL come back? has never died? As far as I'm concerned, I've been uh, still living in 2003. Uh, I have my PlayStation Two, and I'm really enjoying life right now. That's fantastic. I'll give you that one. Um, boy, uh, the, I can't wait until the Motorola Razor comes out. <laughs> they, they redid the Motorola Razor. By the way, I actually I'm thinking about just getting rid of my phone. If I can get a Razor with a nice like camera. I would buy one. I think they have. They have that now. Ooh. They legitimate. They legitimately. I might just get rid of get rid of my iPhone and buy a really nice razor. I'm thinking about getting the wife. Uh, she's like really into like this concept of the new flip phone, where like you get the full screen, Ooh. but it's a flip phone, and because uh, it's easier to put in lady pockets, is what I've been told. So, uh, feeling like that <laughs> that might be a Christmas. The, the term the term lady pockets. <laughs> lady pockets. It's just it's incredible. Not, it's not a sexual thing. Uh, that's that's different. Uh, it, 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 lady pockets are very small. It's not a most, joke. It's not it, a joke. I'm you being don't wear serious, it you guys. I'm being serious. Um, it is. Yeah. It. it <laughs> Hufanga looks fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Lenore, by the way, was the biggest surprise. What of the, the fuck? We were uh, so I, I've seen we him know, make a we, lot of coverage mistakes in we camp. We know and get football beat really like, bad. He's been bad. Like we thought he was going to get cut. He was looking so bad, and then and he again, starts. I was listening to the broadcast, and like again, Lynch was sort of saying that, like, yeah, he's got a lot to fix, but he just maybe he's a guy that just shows up in games. He's and a just gamer. Like I don't understand, and it's like Jennings almost, where you're like, yeah, I've not yeah, Jennings seen much. practice is okay though. That's the thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Lenore, I, he started over Amory Thomas, which surprised me. Um, Thomas, he didn't do anything where I was like, wow. But like he, I guess he kept everything in front of him. Yeah, uh, he was fine. Which, you know, he, he was, didn't get beat deep. So he was totally We'll see adequate. with those guys. But at this point, it looks like both of them are making the roster. And I think it's important to just, you know, be clear that like the Chiefs have dudes <laughs> at receiver. They man. do. Holy shit. They go like 14 deep at receiver for no good reason. It is... Uh, it's actually quite awesome to uh, to to check it out. It's I don't know what they're doing. I really don't know. But uh, hot damn, they they had this guy Fountain. Um, do, we, Dude. do we have any of the funky names? Like the Chiefs also oh. are basically like the East West All Star game. From they have uh, they have Byron Hill. Pringle. They had yeah. a guy named um uh something like I can't remember his first name, but it was like Charlie Character or something. His last name is Character. Yeah, <laughs> they just uh, forgot to fill out the second part of yes. the... Yes, uh, and then they have... Uh, what's his name? We got uh, we got Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, Doris no, Fountain, the, Cornell the best, Powell. The best one is DiCaprio one. Boodle. There it is. <laughs> DiCaprio, DiCaprio Boodle. Uh, Prince Marlon Tego. Character. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. What about Maurice for French? Dude, they two have Fs. a player with two Fs. It's Maurice, uh, normal enough name, for French. This for is French. By the way, and don't uh, don't it's interpret like one- misin- don't misinterpret this as us shitting on these names. This no. is like the best part of football, is you just have like ten guys who My have name is Dear Kurtenbach. Trust me, I'm not making right. fun of anybody yet. DiCaprio Poodle. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, if <laughs> Dieter's not gonna make it, folks. DiCaprio Poodle. <laughs> what an incredible name. Um, oh, shit. I mean they have Taco Charlton and that seems normal for right. this team. Right. You're like, yeah, Taco Charlton. What are you laughing at? Marlin character. Dude. That is just incredible stuff. Boat <laughs> They got Bow Beat Keys. <laughs> okay, that, that Bo, one got me. Bo Pete, B O P E T E. No wonder they stay at the top. They're drafting guys awesome. that no other that no other team would draft. Wait, that's actually on- like one of the coolest names I've ever seen. Bo, Bo Pete. Pete Keys, <laughs> Bo seventh Pete. round draft pick. He's probably going to be really good too. Oh yeah, no, Bo Pete Keys is going to be like. It's very hard to say. Bo Pete Keys. Bo Pete Keys. 
That's that's incredible. Oh my goodness, though. God, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was that was deep in the gut. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't I don't know if I've seen you laugh that hard in a while, man. <laughs> DiCaprio Boodle. Um, oh boy, uh, thank thank goodness. Uh, what a, what a team! They're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Where do we where do we even go from there, man? Um, uh, let me else, tell you. Let me tell you about the to? personnel sets that Kyle Shanahan did with uh, with uh, go for it, Lance on there. So. Uh, they didn't do any read option. I believe Kyle's official statement was because uh, we didn't want to. Uh, yes. Was that was that the general gist? Did I miss yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. W- that was a great funny back and forth with Grant. And it wasn't I, funny for one party. Uh, yeah, and I sort I followed up with like the more reasonable sort of open ended like. So you basically have to hide the shit, and he's like, "Yeah, so yeah, because that's common sense." But. Um, they were in 11 personnel for more than half of their snaps mm-hmm. with Lance out there. And obviously they were in some third and long situations, but it seemed pretty clear to me that 11 personnel, which is obviously something you can do in a Kubiakian system because that's what the Rams which, run. By the way, they have a Kubiak on the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Clint? Uh, uh, it might be Clay Kubiak. Clay Kubiak, Clint Kubiak. Yeah. No, there's something something about those Kubiaks. He's a quality control which, by the way, that job sounds way heavier than it actually Clay is. Clay Kubiak, indeed, yes. Clay Kubiak. Defensive quality control. Not even offense, just out there controlling the quality of the defense. His work <laughs> is cut out for him. Um, yeah, no, they were in 11 personnel for 16 out of what I noted is 29 snaps. Um, that's a lot. And, and by the way, there were a couple of 10 personnels. And this is just straight like personnel as it pertained to um, – who was on the field, not mm-hmm. where they were lined up. Um, like the read options coming, right? <laughs> like they ran 21, which is Kyle Shanahan's preferred formation, right? That's what they love running with Jimmy. They ran it seven times. They had 21 personnel seven times, which is way, way less of a percentage than Shanahan is usually at. Uh, and again, 11 more than half the time. And a lot of that out of shotgun. So single back shotgun, if you all remember the 2015 Carolina Panthers, that seems to be what they're going to be doing as soon as they decide to let the cat out of the bag. And I think that changes a lot of things because as much as Lance probably did have the ability to go and scramble, the fact that he was not doing read option stuff, the fact that running was clearly forbidden in some way, um, had to be in his head a smidge. And I don't want to make excuses for him. Like he did, they, he did run into some sacks, but like if he's actually allowed to run, that's chunk plays every time. Can they just run like uh, this? Doesn't even exist, but zero four personnel where there's no tight ends. They mm-hmm. just have four backfield running backs. You know, one of them's a fullback, one of them's a tight end. So it's basically it's I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you can only have four people. Oh, in the you need to have some. Total. You need to have some guy on the line. Yeah, yeah. that's probably illegal. So it ha- you can do 13 personnel. I just want them to play football like they did when football was invented. Um, You're talking about, we're talking like full, like wing. Are tea. you clipping your toenails? No, sorry. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have like an exacto knife. Sorry. It's a fair okay. question. Now, no, that's, that's I, much as, more as soon as, as soon as you heard it, it's like, well, I'm not that flexible right now, but uh, no, that's, yeah, that's no, much that's more it, reassuring. That's what it sounds like. No, every time I like to get on a podcast, I like to you know really do some self. No, I love that. Um, um, yeah, no, I just want to see them run uh, one play where it's like old football. You want to see these toenails? Okay. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys running straight at the line of scrimmage. No one is hitting any gaps. They're just like running, you know, without any semblance of a plan. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Cra- crazy. And then I want uh, Trey Lance to take two arms and put the ball over his head and throw it in like he's <laughs> on the soccer sidelines. Oh, yeah. Didn't they used to throw the football? That's how hands? they used to throw. They used to throw it like a throw in in soccer. Uh, like a kid who's playing basketball for the first time. You go to basketball camp. There's one kid who's shooting with two hands over um, the back of his head. Listen, we don't make fun of Kevin Durant like that. <laughs> <laughs> or Larry Bird. Um, yeah, it's... It, I thought it was a good game. I, I thought that I did they, too. As far I, as the preseason goes, I was entertained for at least half of it, and that is a pretty significant achievement. So, what happens this week? They're, they're going down to LA. They're going to practice against the Chargers. That feels yep, vitally I'm taking the team bus down to, there. Uh, you know, I'm hiding under the oh, team yeah? bus. Do they know about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're doing a coach Nick on Ted Lasso, sure. just going under the bus. 
Exactly. I'm just, I'm just, or I'm just going to rollerblade. I'm just going to attach myself to the back, which, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I, it's also I, I just a random it. greyhound. Like they're obviously flying. I'm just taking a random greyhound down the one-on-one on rollerblade. Hey guys, I'm here for the team <laughs> bus as a guy just tweaks out in the front. And you don't look like Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Maybe shit. Mike McGlinchey last year. But yeah, um, uh, I'll be down there. They they practice at Orange Coast College, which is uh, a random like community college uh, in Costa Mesa. I, I like got ten, that. Ten you tell minutes. me that's not part of the Pac-12. It's honestly they could be. It's I mean the way things are going, the Pac-12 might need Orange Coast College. <laughs> they might need to bring them into the fold. But uh, those practices, that's pro- that's probably going to be the best part of camp. Honestly. Seeing them against is that where is that where DiCaprio Boodle went to school? Uh, he might have honestly. No, I, I just made that up. I'm just trying to be funny. They, they've probably got some alumni who's pretty good. He went to Nebraska. <sighs> DiCaprio, but yeah, that that should be pretty significant. Um, he, yeah, Kyle Shanahan I loves those things. He prefers those to preseason. They're games. gonna get him some real first team reps starting this week. Uh, that's not that could be completely false. That's just literally a guess. Um, but it's like if you're gonna like if you're gonna talk about giving him first team reps, like now would be a good time to do it in joint practices. Yeah. Um. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I'll not be staying for the game. Uh, thanks to advice from Grant, uh, who put it in my mind that oh, I don't have to stay for this horrible preseason game, and I can just watch it from home. Yeah, I, I don't think that anything that's going to come out of those post-game press conferences we're not getting locker room access at so right. stadium so i mean honestly i'm kind of considering just flying in and flying out every fucking day it's not a bad idea it's next i mean the, the college is next to john wayne airport oh by the way delightful airport tremendous oakland to john wayne i mean can it get any better no Honestly, I mean that's what I love a good Burbank, but I John Wayne. I mm. think that's what uh Tracy and Jennifer Lee Chan have to do. They fly in from like LA. Brutal. But I think they wow. take Burbank. I think they take Burbank. They're they're smart enough. Because have you ever been to Burbank Airport? By the by the way, we're just gonna start talking about airports. A hundred times. A hundred times. I love What's, Burbank. What airport. I love about Burbank is that it has the energy of uh what's like Reno, Nevada. Oh, where yeah. yeah, it has the energy where it's like it, it feels like your every flight is going to Las Vegas. There's always like Jimmy Buffett signs everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's it very has, weird. It has an aggressive energy for sure. And then the second you step out of it, you're in like North Hollywood and you're like, I've made a terrible mistake. Right. right. God, LA but is a, LA is a hellscape. By the I way. used to, I used to live in Culver City, um, Rancho Park area, and I would just do LAX because I could take like Sepulveda down to get real deep into the weeds here. Oh yeah. Um, this is why able, people tune in. I used to be able to pull that one off, but like Heather would fly into like Long Beach and I would go down and get Oof. her or like Burbank. I think I was shit. What was I down in LA for recently? I, I flew into Burbank. It was just so much easier. What I love about all of Southern California is that no matter what the distance is, the entire time you're driving there, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I hate this. I want it to be over. It's never convenient. It's never quick. You're just in pain the entire time. It's like they built the roads exactly wrong. It's almost like there's an entire mountain range that's constricting the entire Southern California area into like a five mile space. Um, that is that is indeed what's happening. But now there's the expansion to where you have to go over that mountain range every now and again. That's right. It's all bad. Folks, if you've got uh, Southern California driving questions or anything, uh, please submit them to us. Wait, We're does gonna... Jennifer Lee Chan really live in L.A.? Yeah, her and Tracy do. Yeah. And they fly up to San Jose? Yeah, I think they both got spots up here so they you know, okay. they can stay up for a few days at a time. But yeah, I, mean, they're both, I, I think Tracy they're both based in L.A. Wow. Yeah. It's tough, man. That's a scene. I know. I know. I, I respect it. It's like, it's, that's a lot. I mean, it's one thing if you're covering the NFL, I legitimately think you could live in a different state a lot in the right. sense that, uh, like, I won't lie. I have considered, could I do my job if I lived in Nevada? Especially, thought. Like, especially like last month. And the answer is no. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm like, hmm, could I save 13% on my living expenses and live in Reno? Mm. And fly into Oakland or 
But it, it, I what you go got to do is you got to get your pilot's license oh. and then take a little jumper jet and like stash it be at more, a local airport. That's got to be fucking more expensive than like flying Southwest. Uh, yeah, but what if you on the weekend you start flying people, you make that money back. Mm. Mm. And then you just never sleep. Uh, you never see, well, that's the best, you never that's see the your best wife. Way, that's the best way to fly, dog. by the way. Unslept uh, is the best way to fly. Oh, no, Moose would be in the flight. Moose is coming. Do, Oh, that's great. You'd be like the uh, president of, of Scotland, or what is it, Ireland, who just has a big old dog that he takes everywhere. Yeah, that dude's like 90 years old, though. Yeah, but... That guy makes Joe Biden look like a spring chicken. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not he far does, off. He does have a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Yeah, I'm 32. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about energy-wise. Oh, no, that's extremely vibe. fair. Yeah. Vibe. It's, it, that's, a, that's a fair vibe. I did call Trey Lance a youngling yesterday. Did you really? No, but it was funny for the podcast. Uh, I just had a flashback to that really bad Star Wars. What is it? Episode three. Man, yeah. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. Well, he he, uh, he kills a bunch of younglings. So that's what they call him. This is going to become a movie and a driving in traffic podcast. Well, those are pretty much the only two things that we do anyway. That's true. That's I true. spent a lot I, of time on yeah. 880, baby. Oh, yeah. That sounds, sounds awful. It sounds absolutely terrible. Oh, God. God, I could tell you. Boy, could I tell you. Meanwhile, 280 is like the Autobahn, which is how I got a ticket. Uh, that was tough. You, you got a ticket the other day? Oh, I, you know, I got it a few months ago. And what oh, was we great is about that. I was yeah. going, this was a while ago, and I was going to get a COVID test. Yeah. Um, and I so dropped, I, yeah, I dropped off. my license uh, the moment I left the COVID test, and I dropped it behind my seat. And I was like, that would be unfortunate if I were to get pulled over. <laughs> uh, and, and then you're like, let's do the thing that will yes, get pulled over. And as it happens, and then, you know, the cop was like, so this is a New Jersey license. And I was like, I, I'm just, I'm stopping by. I've only lived here for eight years. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you need to have a California license. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Obviously, I don't. So let's move past that. <laughs> What's the next step here? Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> uh, of yeah, course, no. Uh, of course, I'm, it I'm took me five minutes to find my license behind. I was like, I'm not looking for a gun. I just don't know where my license is. I'm sure they. I'm sure the first thing that the police officer thought when he looked at you is, yeah, gun. Yeah, I'm sure this guy is a real threat. He's like, don't, don't, you know, pick up your porno anime magazines back okay. there, buddy. All right. Well, that's not what I'm into, at least not yet. Um, <laughs> You'll get there we'll, soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, depending if, hey, if this, if this, you know, pandemic you break 2.0 down some ball happens, 22 later? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just texting you at 3 a.m. Just like, well, I really like the technique. I mean, that's literally what we did last night. I don't know why we're pretending we're not yeah. that guy. We're not well. We're not well. And, we're broken uh, as people. That's what it's all about, folks. Uh, and How what many I was more trying weeks to say, of this shit? We got three three weeks, I think, before the actual season starts. And what I was trying to say is we, uh, we wanted to do a pregame and a postgame. It didn't work out, but we're going to try and get on a schedule and actually do it. Well, it should be easy enough for the fucking next one because we're not right. going to be in the same place. And exactly. somehow that makes it easier. It and makes so, it easier to not even be remotely close right. to each other. So we're going to do them on Green Room. Uh, we're going to get yep. uh, to all of you. Uh, all five of you who are listening right now. Oh, God bless you. Actually, um, I've seen the numbers and it is legitimately stunning. What are you doing? To what you, you people with your uh, who are listening. First of all, thank you. Holy uh, fuck. You're also not well and we do appreciate you. Uh, we're we'll all be do broken together. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get you guys involved. Uh, hop on Green Room with us. Uh, we'll, we'll put out information when we're actually doing it. But yeah. Yeah, that way we won't ramble as much, unless that's that's what you guys are looking for. I and mean, then, at this at this point, that uh, has to be what they've signed up for. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to talk about football furthest, for five minutes. What is the furthest you could live away from Levi's Stadium and still do the job? Because apparently, Los Angeles is that. Oh man, I think uh, an hour and a half. I mean, it's nice that the airport is so goddamn close. To the stadium. That's true. That's a good question, though. Oh, by the way, better hypothetical. This mm. one was posed by our incredible video guy, Sam Hustis. Yeah. How? So uh, the Diamondbacks pitcher, rookie mm -hmm. pitcher, threw a no hitter in his first game. Yep. Sam's hypothetical. Uh, I think it was his. Maybe he How saw many? it online somewhere. How many no hitters consecutively would someone have to throw starting out their career, first game no hitter? Every single game they pitch is mm -hmm. a no hitter. Mm -hmm. How many would you have to throw in a row to become a Hall of Famer? You Two years, three stop. years, you know? It's not years. If you went, you think it's one season? 
I think if you threw 10 consecutive no-hitters. I think you're wrong. You would have to be considered one of the greatest players in baseball history. I think you're wrong. I don't think it could be a 10-game thing that's too fluky. But it's not. not, By the way, no one's one's done it twice since like the 50s. And it's only happened once. No, but I'm looking at this through a lens of like, you know, the 85-year-old baseball writer who's like, it could have been, he could have been using pine tar. (laughs) You know? Yeah, clearly Um, in an era where everyone is using literal spider tack. Right. Some guy goes out there and does 10. First off, they'd be checking that dude in every crevice. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's fewer. I think if somebody did seven in a row. I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. That's not Hall of Fame. And you're not getting imme- in the Hall of Fame with seven straight no hitters. And then it's, immediately retired? Yeah. I th- th- that's not enough. I think it's got to be at least a full season. Man, that's a great question. I mean, is it's, it, it's a is real it thinker. A, is it not a trick question? No, it's not a trick question. It's a real just like. I mean, it, it kind of is think? if you're saying that seven isn't going to get it done because seven is almost impossible. Yeah, but seven is like you only played seven games and you're gone. It's like, I think you got to get through one full season. Honestly, one full I, I, season yeah. of no hitters. Yes, yes. And then it's like irrefutable. It has to be irrefutable because then if there's seven games where it's like, holy shit, he threw seven no hitters. Like, that's insane. Like, he's the best player. Oh, but he's done. Like, I don't know yeah. if that gets you into the hole. You know, voters are tough, man. Yeah. It's well, got to be at least know. a year for me. Yeah. Let us know in uh, give a comment, give a, uh, comment on give a four the star Spotify page. <laughs> give us a four star review. None of this five star shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. And let, and let us know. We'll get to you in the next podcast. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about the 49ers or what team well, here's, are covering. Here was, here was a good hypothetical that I saw on Twitter today, which is an oxymoronic statement most of the time. Like. If you had to clone one player and he had to play mm. every position, both offense and defense, and you had to win games in the NFL, who would you clone? My initial thought was Trent Williams. Yeah, I think that's wrong, but it's not a bad thought. It's close. Is it Kittle? I think it is Kittle. And and it's like, I want to look, you know, and be like, oh, could it be other players? Um, Everyone's like, it has to be a quarterback. And it's maybe like, it's Fred Warner. Maybe it's, uh, what's his name that plays can for? Can Fred Warner block? Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, like he's going to have to go. You up know, against Kittle Nick could tackle. Tosa. You know, right? Like you know, Kittle could like run with somebody. I think it is Kittle. Legitimately, I would love to hear. I uh, DK is a good suggestion too. Um, mm, DK is okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I get that. But I just think Kittle's you know a way better blocker and a little crazier. Um, it's basically a tight end or a middle linebacker. Yeah, it's got to be. It's or giant receiver, which there's only DK really. Who should um, be Yeah, I get. It. So Austin Waller, I don't think Austin Waller blocks well enough. Austin Waller, you mean Darren Waller? Yeah, Austin Waller. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Appreciate it, everybody.